Live. L I V E. It's L I V E. You do have a fraud alert. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Let's not make fun with that one. It's not a fun fraud alert. I mean, it's real. I'm sending you this right now. I have my Netflix account being shut down daily. For what? Fraud. Yeah, people. Oh, you gotta pay your bill. No, I don't. Oh, she said everything okay. Yeah, we we don't see anything. Who? Doctor Good. Oh. We don't show her in Dover. I'm gonna tell her that's odd. We don't show her in Dover. We have the right thing pulled up, and that said you live easy mail. Good morning. It is Wednesday morning. Welcome to Hump Day and Trumpets. Trumpets? That's well better than crumpets. Hey, speaking of crumpets, you know, I heard a very interesting conversation this morning. What conversation was that? So I was in the loo listening to this conversation. Okay, so you listened or you were... In on the conversation. No, I was listening. I okay. didn't invite anybody into the loo with me. I was me. like, okay, that's what was my next question was, who do you feel that comfortable with? You know, I skipped, <laughs> skipped into the loo, my darling, uh, by myself. And she says she's here, so. And so, but, so while we're trying to get Dr. Good on, <laughs> um, here's the thing, right? She said recently, So, please. Prince Harry has yes. written a book. He's a tell-all, yeah, about Prince seat. Harry and, and the royal life, and that he's not blah, doing this. Blah, he may have blah, been born blah, royalty, blah, but this is about blah, him being a man. Blah, blah, Check blah, this blah. out. While you blah 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 through me, um, uh, yeah, I'm so open his book his deal. Wife. Hold on, his book deal is twenty million dollars. His Spotify deal is fifty million dollars, and his Netflix deal is one hundred and fifty million dollars. Just so he can trash his, his Harry and, and Meghan, yeah. He can trash generations of royals. Yeah, yeah. and then an author Very came good. on. Um, Classy. I think Glenn Murray or David Murray, something like that, came on from Britain, part of the press corps. And he said, yeah, you know, yeah, sure, the press can be, you know, they can kind of get in your business and make things difficult and all that kind of fun stuff. He said, but look at the queen. The queen has dedicated her life to the service of the people of Great Britain and to the government of Great Britain. And went on to say that there's never been with the queen a me, 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 me attitude. It's always been about the government and about the people of the United Kingdom. She's all about service. I mean, literally her whole entire life has been, I think it's the JP and the Kathy and the crew logo still over our faces. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Gabrielle. I kind of like not, that. Not that, not, that, not that we mind. I think it's very fashionable. Not that we mind. So, anyways. Well, no, she, I mean, she, she's always been about service, you know. And, right. and I've, and, and, I, and not that, it, that it's 100% true, but, you know, I watched The Crown, loved it. And this is a woman who sacrificed everything. I mean, when you're, when you're the king Correct. or the queen, that is your end-all, be-all gig above being a spouse, above being a parent, above being a grandparent. That is your career. That is your job. That's your gig. You have no private life. 
your service is to the crown. That's it. And that is it. And that's yeah. what she's done. And in her 90s, do you know that Queen Elizabeth does not miss a day at work? No, I, I believe she it. She does not miss a day. I believe it. She's there every day, and it's always about somebody else and something yeah. else, not about herself. Yeah. So then let's talk about the introverted, Harry and Meghan. Okay. Oh. <laughs> let's see. Oh, surely you just. Yeah, because they want their <laughs> privacy. They don't want their information oh, to get out. Come on. Hey. Then why do you go on Oprah? Then why, you know, I mean, come on. Everything they're doing is about me, me, me. I think old Megan thought she was going to bring her prince back to America. Somebody was going to sign her up, and she was going to be the star in some hit show. Yeah. It ain't happening. She was at, at, you know, a lukewarm B actress at best when she was on that show Suits or whatever it was. Well, I don't even know you what know? she was on, so yeah. how about that grabbing you? There you go. Well, I didn't even know about the show until she got married to Harry. Right. So my, my bottom line is this, is that, yeah, there's none of that going on. Um, they're not being private at all. There's Dr. There Good. she is. It's Dr. Rebecca Good. Good morning. Well, hi, guys. I, I, sorry, I was in the waiting room. Waiting, but okay. We couldn't um, see, oh, you. We see you. Now. For some reason, our waiting room was empty, and we don't know why. I've been on since 7.50. It's, anyway, it's called technology. So and you thought it was safe to, to go to school, right? Thinking yes. you knew the CDC line rule. Um, the, two weeks ago, CDC says, you know, on, uh, vaccinated kids and, and staff don't have to wear masks. Now, uh, just yesterday, an article came out from the American Association of Pediatrics. It's a nationwide uh, association, and they want everybody masked. They, they're saying there are too many kids who are um, not going to be able to get vaccinated. And so they are seeing that that science in their mind works and that in, they would like for every child pre-K-12 to go ahead and wear masks when school starts. In the well, and Dr. Good, let me ask you real quick, excuse my ignorance, what age can get shots now? Is it 12 to 17? Have they gone any younger? No, yeah, it's twelve and under now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is twelve and under now. Okay, so not below two. Okay, not so not two, below so two. two. Two to twelve it has opened up. So, um, okay, so it, literally last week it wasn't everybody was wearing a mask, but now it is. Okay. Well, <laughs> well of course, COVID COVID is up, right? Eighty three percent of the new COVID uh, it, cases are the deviant um, mutation thread or whatever. So. People are getting spooked again, and I don't know what schools are going to do. You know, we are, most districts are back now right. for staff development, preparation, and it's so hard to prepare to know what to do. It, on, on one hand. The other hand, there are lessons learned here as far as cleanliness are concerned, and certainly yes. if I'm a parent, I'm going to want to talk to the school principal, or at least here at the school meeting, the new school meeting, about how they're not dropping the COVID protocols of, of you know, more constant um, cleaning of the bathrooms, of the door handles, the light switches. Certainly that science of, of hygiene has sent a message that that really works well, it, especially when it comes to flus and common colds, right? I mean, all of that was much less. Well, and, and again, we, and we talked about this, about how many people just don't, like, 
aren't sanitary. Like, I don't know. My mom never, I mean, we, it was like, did you wash your hands? And it was in that mom voice where you're like, even if you wanted to say yes, but you know you didn't, you were going to be busted because she was going to do like under your nail check kind of a thing. And I taught my kids the same thing. It, it, it blows my mind how many people don't practice good hygiene like that. Well, certainly uh, the COVID period was a wake-up call for yes. washing hands frequently, not only after the restroom, but frequently. You know, we've uh, certainly, probably you guys have too, every time I come home from the gym or the yeah. store, the first thing I head to now is, I, I wash my hands. Oh, I don't even. Well, you know, and my people little, that people didn't wipe their butts either. I uh, mean, yeah, because nobody was a run on toilet, toilet paper, paper before. Well, I mean, literally, I won't even now. My dog, she's so sweet. She greets us with a little toy, and she's all. She sounds like a little dolphin chirping when. And so the first thing you want to do when you come in is pet her. But I'm always like, let Mama wash her hands because I don't even want to pet my dog with grocery store germs. And that's with me usually using some type of wipe or one from in my car before I even get and touch my steering wheel. And, you know, and I understand it's not on surface things, but still I'm like, hey, if it helps me from getting the cold or getting bronchitis or something, rock and roll. So I guess that's my message is uh, keep an eye on the news, parents, because we don't know between now and the start of school, which is around the second or third week of August, a lot can happen. Yes. And there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, 100% masking, of course, the continued social distancing, three feet. I would, as a parent, want to know and, and be assured by my school that the cleaning protocols are not going to go away to, to default back to pre-COVID. Right. I, think the, I think those cleanliness um practices need to continue going forward right. um, and then um, you know just be smart about all this right um, Howdy. making sure that the kids are washing their hands and that when we go to crowded places that we sort of try to do the social distancing of three feet it just has paid off as far as staying well from the other type of sicknesses as well yep. so um, stay tuned who knows um, and, uh, you know, again, the ever-changing science of masks. So, and I, I'd love to have Dr. Kovier answer the question about the mask for me because I'm still confused. I still see people who want to use the mask as a protection for themselves, but it was my understanding that masks are put on to protect others from our germs, right? Right. And so if I'm not sick and I walk into a crowded room, I don't have to put a mask on. Uh, what I have to make sure of is if there's a person who's sniffling and sneezing over there, that they really are the ones who need to put the mask on. Correct? Right. Correct. Right. That's, at least that's, yeah, if, at first, I mean, there was, so many, there was so much confusion, but I think what you're saying still stands and rings true, stands true and rings true. And I think Dr. Clothier has even mentioned that, that it's for somebody else's benefit. I don't know. You know what? But I'm also, like I said, even the places where I can go now where I don't have to wear a mask, if I end up going in a crowded time, like to a grocery store, I'll put my mask down under my chin. If I, if I come, you know, if I go to the cereal aisle and you've got a bunch of kids who are sneezing and crawling all over their mom and they're, you know, all in the aisles, I'll put my mask up just... I don't know. I, maybe it's just force of habit at this time, or you know. But I, think then, a, I think it's a 
psychological thing. I don't Probably. because of math. You know, they they don't keep the germs from coming in. They yep. germs can come in, but our germs can't go out as easily. I guess that's my yep. understanding. But it, there's a psychological piece to it as far as feeling safer behind the mask. Right. Yep. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, so it's it's all about my feelings at this point, and I just want to tell everybody: teach your kids how to wash their hands. Doggone it! Well, everybody should be washing their hands. Use toilet paper to wipe your butt. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, what a crazy! Concept. I have to keep coming back to that because all the toilet paper disappeared. Um, you know, interestingly enough, so um, I've got a friend, and her mother has COVID nineteen. They thought her father had COVID nineteen, so they took him to the hospital. He does not have COVID-19. He has influenza B. So he's got the flu. He's Ooh. got the flu. Okay. And so here's what I'm starting to see trend. Does this is not has, the first. Does she maybe have the no, flu? No, she's okay. She really has COVID? She's a, no, mom has COVID. For sure has mom COVID. Mom tested okay. positive for COVID. Okay, gotcha. Dad tested negative for COVID. Interesting. But what I'm starting to see, because this isn't the first person I've heard say this with people that's in their family, Influenza B is starting to make the fight back. You know, we talk about COVID-19 cases soaring. Um, it may be across the country, but in Texas, we're still doing a good job of maintaining and containing COVID-19. In the state of Texas, we have confirmed lab tests for the entire state, 3,319 positives. And so our numbers are still down from what... What, they, what the national, national average is. And I say national is. average. When you're looking at California and you're looking at New York, we are still taking care of business and along with side with Florida. And so I think it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how our state government reacts to the federal government's push on whatever they're going to do within our schools. That's what I'm going to be curious to see. Well, you're right. This article that I was reading talks about how all of this has been so politicized that it's it's hard to know, you know, what to do, and and that many states schools will sort of be able to hide uh, behind the the politics of masking because if their state requires masking, then they don't have to make the decision; they'll just go to 100% masking. Right. Um, otherwise, they have. You know, a state like Texas, we have to make the decision right. district by district. And then you have parents who protest and so forth. So, um, you know, it, it, politics is in everything now, which is Shocking. why I do my show. Politics and everything. And when can people see your show to hear about all this politics? <laughs> Eight o'clock. I'm getting better at my segues, aren't I? You're uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eight o'clock. On Sundays, and our topics this uh, Sunday will be, uh, and you know how much I like to try to encourage parents to learn how to talk more comfortably with their kids, and we're yes. going to be talking about what kind of things they should be talking about. Um, sex, consent, consent is a big one that I'm going to start focusing on. Race, all of those things are can be uncomfortable if you haven't established a comfortable talking relationship with yourself. And so that'll be one segment. And then the other segment is if you have a multi-generational family vacation coming up, I'll give you some strategies to maybe keep um, the, the vacation from um, maybe uh, keep it positive and keep it friendly because oftentimes those uh, multi-generational vacations can 
and resentful when not not everybody is uh, pulling their weight. So I'll have some interesting family dynamics, you say. <laughs> well, thanks, Doctor. Good. Oh, and congratulations on getting um, home, the HOA uh, Yard of the Month. Looks lovely. You know, um, it looks you know, lovely. It, now they didn't it, go around it, in the back and look in the backyard, right? <laughs> Actually, I'll send you a picture. The backyard's not bad either. Anyway, well, I'm talking about that beekeeping hobby that you're doing that may be uh, a little under the radar. Well, um, the the home here in Allen is not um, it, it does not have a, a beehive, and and it would be really hard to have one since I am literally ten feet from the next house. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody would notice. Well, congratulations! It looks great. You know what's Hi. interesting? You say that though. Bees are okay to have in Allen. Did you know that? Well, I hadn't started investigating. Uh, I just, um, you know, I, I don't know that I want to take on the neighborhood fight. You know, I take on a lot of causes. Um, some, some are actually winnable. But I don't know that that one would be worth it. Uh, that might effort. not be a but, user-friendly uh, situation. Well, thanks, Dr. Good. We appreciate you. <laughs> Have a blessed day, Dr. All Good. Bye, guys. Well, you and, too. Talk thanks. later. Bye. And real quick, JP. Um, uh, yes. Uh, Missy Drew, who's on our feed this morning, uh, we want to wish her uh, the best of luck and have the crew pray for her. She has her breast cancer surgery tomorrow. Um, I'll be keeping people updated on her Facebook as the day progresses. Um, she also has a GoFundMe link that you can go help her out. Um, unfortunately, with missing work because of her breast surgery, she has lost her job. So we're trying to help her out right now. Um, uh, Melissa, if you could drop that um, GoFundMe link into our uh, comment section, that would be great. She concurs. Con, con, uh, say that again ten times fast. She concurs with you. Not only was she tested three separate times yesterday in preparation for her breast cancer surgery tomorrow at the hospital, so three times throughout the day. Right. Also tested for influenza, influenza B. B yeah. She said that. So she had six tests in total in 24-hour, um, seg- uh, you know, um, arena yesterday. Three for COVID, three for inf- influenza B. So it looks like that's. You know, obviously there's an issue there if they're testing for that now before you go and have surgery. Well, so. and, I'll, and I'll tell you, um, that's where you have to use the Lysol wipes, the Clorox bleach sprays, because on surfaces. Because that, that, And that was going to be my point. Yeah. COVID, yep. you don't really catch on surfaces. Right, but everything But influenza else, B, you do. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, and just, and you know, at that point, it's better safe than sorry. You know, the flu, and that's why, you know... I. Trust me, and, I, and we've had, you know, friends and family friends who have passed from from COVID, so I'm not taking it any more lightly than anything else. But, I mean, look, well, look how sick I was year before last. I got, um, had the flu shot, still got strain A and strain B. Right. With one, I got bronchitis. With the other, I got pneumonia. So, it's the flu's a scary thing. Yeah. You know, the flu's a scary thing. It so certainly just, is. Yeah, just be, be safe. All right. And since we're doing announcements right now, we Mia. Have a special birthday girl. We do. Yes. 16 years of age, already Yay. flown a plane. So, I mean, what, what's that do for driving a car? I mean, if you've flown a yeah, plane already, I mean, like, that's going to be like, like the, yeah, okay. Don't you, like, go in and show the person who's doing your test your your pilot's, your pilot's license, license or right. something? Be like, you really? Know what? Do I really need this? Did you want to see a picture of me flying a plane? Yeah, here's the other my day? picture of me. Yeah, here we go. 
<laughs> Don't you wish? You do wish. You're thinking about it. I can see that. You know, and also what's kind of funny, I could, I could look at her. I could see her now going to her mom and going, look, I'm yes, sorry. Seriously. If mom. it's not an Acura like A44 <laughs> or a. Yeah, with a V8 engine. Yeah. Thanks, or, but no thanks. Yeah. If it's not a, you know, Corvette with I like 1,500 horsepower. Think, I don't think mm, Michelle raises those girls yeah. that way. They're like, oh, she I've got something to drive. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> so, but happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, 16 birthday is blessing. such a fun birthday. That's awesome. And so, That's just Mia, so cool. happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, dear Mia. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Boom. And many more. On channel four. Oh, yeah, I got to do these hand things. I don't think I do them right. I think I look like oh, I've had bad medication. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Have I had bad medication? <laughs> I may have had bad medication. All right, when we, we're going to have Congressman Van Taylor joining us this morning, uh, and we're going to be talking a little Korea. Some interesting Your favorite topic. Well, yeah, I love North Korea. <laughs> One of my favorite things, though, is is that we, we are trying to connect families from the United States to families in North Korea. So, and not just any families, but North Korean families who have lost touch. Now, oh, that's kind of a cur- that's kind of okay. a curious thing. Don't know that I'm a fan when you've got your family in a state controlled uh, country being able to talk to a family in the United States. So anyways, interesting. but we've got Van Taylor joining us now and I, I love the way he comes on. Oh, he's, he's so good. Like I, I like I anticipate this. <laughs> I do. He's our only guest over the years who's ever done that. And yeah, we love it. And we love it. He was well, because he's fantastic. I love that. I'm going to make him a four by four sign that says reelect fantastic Congressman <laughs> Van Taylor. I'm fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, J- you can't JP's like, going with fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> Congress reelect fantastic. Somebody from his campaign just made a note. Call JP today. Talk about four by fours. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, in JP for JP. So are we able to get the, uh, or we're still trying to connect the audio. It looks like, is that right? He's trying to connect NAC audio. Very good. Um, so with that, with that being said, though, it is interesting that we're trying to create this way for North Korean families that are in the United States to connect with North Korean families back home. Again, not a fan of that because you know that Kim Jong-un can do this with a button, kaboom, and their internet is shut down. Oh, yeah. Electricity, kaboom, one button. They don't have any electricity. Well, yeah, and remember that map we showed years ago on the radio? (laughs) We showed years ago on the radio. Well, we showed to the people who were watching on social media, and we talked about it, where there's just a whole chunk of North Korea that just goes black at night. I mean, you don't have a choice you are dark at a yes. certain time. And, and it looks like the Hunger you're right, Games. You're right. That's just a boom. Yes, it, it looks does. looks like the Hunger yep. Games. We've got video. Do we have audio? Good morning, Congressman. We do have audio. So we can hear him. We can see him. Can he hear us? He just muted himself. He's, Unmute yourself, No, no, sir. he's technically being technical. Oh, Okay. That's, that's his being technical look. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There we go. Bam! I love it. All right, here we go. I love that. And there you go. <laughs> you look like you're having technology. I cannot hear you guys. Oh, he can't hear us. That may be on his side. Yeah, that's not going to. That'll be on his side, yeah. So, 
Well, while Van's getting that <laughs> well, ready to go, <laughs> but it, you know, North Korea reminds me of the Hunger Games. If you've ever, we, there are very few pictures you get to see inside, but the, inside that aren't propaganda and aren't staged. Right? I mean, come on. But they yeah. have big screens. I mean, I'm not talking like this on the wall here. I'm talking about like in the Hunger Games, uh, standing sixty to eighty feet high in the air, where their citizens are being monitored twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Can I, you hear me? We can yeah, hear we you. We can hear you. You won't be able to see us because of the way we have the um, studio configured, but can you hear us? Okay. So um, it, it's almost, I don't know if you remember, but China had come up with a technology where they could monitor all of their citizens through face identification software. Remember we talked about that? That if you had committed a bicycle offense and you're standing on the corner, you're not getting away because a camera will identify who you are and alert the Chinese police to come and arrest you because you have a bicycle infraction that you haven't taken care of. Good night. Can we we hear him now, maybe? Can you hear us, Congressman Taylor? I love that face. That was great. Can you hear us? We we could hear you. We can see you. Are you texting uh, them to yeah, let I'm them know? Yeah, I'm texting right now. Maybe should you go back out and come back in? Suggest that by text, maybe? Mm-hmm. It, is it on our end, Chambriel? Oh, no, it's not on our end. Okay. Okay. Two people entered the waiting room. Do you have more people coming? Oh. So. Um, we can hear We can hear him. No. Congressman good Taylor, morning, can you hear good us? Morning, good morning. We can hear we you, can hear and you. we love that. Tell them we can hear him and we can see him. All right. On also the agenda, once we get this technical uh, issue worked out, FPBJ versus FMA. Yes. And we will do the reveal. On that. On that. And so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a debate. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And then we're going to also tackle the NFL. That's right. You heard me right. The NFL. I think that at this point, we have finally gone too far for me, and I don't think I can come back. I, I'm, um, yeah. I don't even think I can report on it this next year, and so I may lose Michelle as a listener. I, well, and it's just it's so sad because you know we've always been such big, um, such such big fans. You know, um, I mean, I've been diehard cowboy fan since the seventies, and it's just um, the NFL is going so, you know, and we we talked about it with Doctor Good how. Folks get too competitive, too too political, in other situations. You know, in my I watch sports, have watched sports for an escape. You know, you know, stressful week. Hey, it's great to unwind with some baseball, basketball, football, whatever on the weekends. Um, but when everything becomes politicized, I do that during during the day for a living. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like why. If I watch a movie, if I if I listen to music, if I watch a sporting event, it's because I want it want escapism. Right. Well, it's it's like when I went and saw um, Doctor Doolittle two or three, 
where the message was save the furry creatures in the forest kind of thing from deforestation. She's to be let back in. Who's that? Um, and Libby's telling me oh. what fans did. And so it's like, you know, I again, I go to the movies to watch a movie. Yes. I don't need you to try to tell me how I should think. Um, with currently the, how the Democrats are running things, though, and the president included, uh, they want to be able to tell social morning, media. Good morning, good morning. Okay. Good morning. Can you hear us? Can't hear you guys. Shoot. Well, um, Are you telling them we can you. hear you? Yeah. yeah. We can hear you. We can see you. We can hear Ansi. I'm loud and clear, too. Yes. Very loud and very clear. <laughs> Marvin, I can see and hear everything. <laughs> Marvin, you can hear and see everything. Oh, and yeah, the weekend series between the Astros and the Rangers. Oh, yeah. I mean, what we... We've missed having a, what, fourth or fifth shutout in a row last night, the Rangers did. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah Altuve is going to come here and hit 42 home runs in that series. <laughs> He's going to average 10 home runs a game. Oh, help me, help me, help me. You know, while we're doing this, too, interestingly, yesterday, I get on a tractor. She still can't hear or see us. Well, but... It's just, it's, um, yeah. Okay. Shoot. Okay. So anyways, yesterday while Kathy's trying to figure this out. So for those who don't know, my dad and I, we've bought a 34 acre farm. It's a horse farm up in Aubrey, Texas. And, um, had to buy new equipment, so went out and bought a John Deere 4044M. I'm impressed by that. I don't know why. And then I bought an MX-6, not a gun. That is a brush hog that I pull behind me. And then, of course, I've got to have my hay spear, and I've got to have my bucket, right? So I didn't realize, or I forgot, I guess. So I get out in the field yesterday about 12, 1230, and I start mowing. And I didn't get out of the field until 5.30, 5.45, because I'd finally gotten too hot. When the sun was starting to set, it didn't feel like 88, 89 degrees anymore. It felt like 110,000 degrees. And I had forgotten how much, because, of course, you know, the field is not a well-paved road. So you're... Right. Oh, I think she said she can hear us now. Oh, can you hear us now? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, yes. Can hear you. good morning. Woo-hoo! It just wasn't going to be the same if we couldn't talk to our own Congressman Van well, Taylor. And I today. love good morning, good morning, good morning. I know. And I've already cheered it like <laughs> 10 times. So, so good morning. Sorry about that, uh, Congressman Taylor. I'm glad we're able to go back and no, forth I think, now. I think that was on my end. So, yeah, I'm glad we got that fixed. Yay! So, good morning. And I don't know that we put this out there, but I know I've asked you this question, and I just wanted you to give us an update. Are there any coffees coming up or times to get to meet you or Zoom calls that people can join in on? What's going on in the district? Sure. Well, we're uh, we're doing a hundred. We're still doing a hundred percent meeting policy. So anybody that wants to uh, set up a meeting, and we're doing that uh, by phone call, we're doing that by Zoom call, and we are doing those in person. So. Uh, depending on uh, how you want to do it, we're certainly willing to sit down. Uh, you know, last Congress, I had 850 separate meetings with constituents. Wow. And uh, we're on track right now, I think, to have about 500 meetings this year. So maybe maybe, maybe we'll break 1,000. 
kind of there you go. Love it. Now I do. And and the impressive part is not that Van Taylor or Congressman will meet with his constituents. The impressive part is I have so many great people that want to sit down and tell me what's important to them, and I'm really grateful for their advocacy. And uh, and some of it's just you know I mean you'd be amazed how many how many moms want their children to meet their congressman uh, and uh, you know awesome. find out about the process and learn about it. So uh, and actually to that end, uh, Congressional Youth Advisory Council, we're still accepting applications. So if you want to be part of that, uh, by all means, let us know. Uh, and that's for high school students that want to learn about civics. So fantastic. Yeah. And are the so the CDC protocols? I know that those are federal offices unless they're in your campaign office, right? Is a campaign office a federal office? Uh, no. Okay. So are the federal guidelines on COVID-19 enforced in federal offices, congressional offices? Um, so that's a great question. I think the answer, the quick answer to that is that is not necessarily. Okay. Uh, up to the office if they want to do that or not. So the, so generally speaking, the legislative branch is doesn't like the executive branch to tell it what to do. So the legislative branch generally exempts itself from legislative legislative branch generally exempts itself from stuff the executive branch enforces. Uh, and, and that's one of those one of the one of the separation of powers things. That's what I, that's what I kind of figured. I kind of figured it was like, yeah, we'll think about it, <laughs> but we're going to still be us because we're elected by our people in our district. Um, talking about being elected and being in the district, what 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 is going on with Korea? What what are we doing, and how are we going about it? Oh, yeah, well, I got a I got a, a bill as the Republican co-lead on a bill that got through the House of Representatives yesterday, HR eight twenty six, and it's a bill that that's asking the State Department to work on reunifying Korean families that were split by the war. Uh, obviously, you have a another uh, winning socialist regime there in North Korea. Uh, right there with the socialist regime in Cuba, uh, these took, and there's socialist regime in China. So you got these winning, winning combinations over there of socialism. And uh, the North Koreans, uh, unfortunately, have a lot of split families. Uh, families were split by the Korean War, which ended with the armistice in 1953. And those families, uh, many of them, have not been able to reunite, or maybe they they met, you know, in the 90s or in the 80s, uh, and haven't been able to meet since. And so this is a bill that's trying to reunify. Uh, Korean families. And many Koreans have, have migrated to the United States and they still have family uh, left back in socialist North Korea. So how would that work? How would how does the bill set up the groundwork to where the State Department would be able to get into North Korea and reunify those families? Well, it, what it does is it requires the Department of State to work with South Korea and North Korea. And obviously the United States has a big role in South Korea. We still have uh, a substantial military presence there, which is which has actually kept the peace. Uh, if you think about the the conflict, which is simmered uh, once or once in a while, uh, and so um, having an American presence there really puts us in a position to 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 advocate for uh, the reunification of families, which is just the right thing to do from a humanitarian point of view. And so the nuts and bolts of that will that get worked out in the bill, or will the State Department have room within that bill? to create the nuts and bolts? So what it does is it, it mandates the State Department to put make this a priority, and it requires the U.S. envoy uh, to North Korea from South Korea to actually work with the Koreans, North Koreans and South Koreans, uh, to work on the reunification issue. 
uh, and to really put it to the forefront. More than anything, it's a signal from Congress that it matters to us and that it's an issue that's important because uh, we have people uh, right here in Collin County who have family members that are trapped in, 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 in socialist North Korea. So how did this get on your radar? Well, like anything, JP, I, I mean, I have constituents that come to me and say this is important. And so I started working on the issue. And uh, Grace Ming, a congresswoman uh, from uh, New York City, uh, was working on this. And I we started talking about it. And this, is, this bill uh, really came from her efforts. And so I was glad to work with her to, to sign on to get something done, which is the right thing to do for, for my constituents and for hers. You know, and that's what I wanted people to hear, the responsiveness. It's not just come visit with me. It's not that I just meet with everybody. I actually will listen to you and then start moving things forward yes. to try to make things happen for my constituents. Thank you for that, Congressman Taylor. No, absolutely. I mean, I, look, I, I've said it many times. You, you've heard me say it many times, but some of my very best uh, bill ideas have come from the people that I work for, which is why I try to avail myself to them. I mean, it's 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 a collaborative uh, it's a collaborative experience, and, and I, I honor the Constitution, and every American has five rights guaranteed by the First Amendment, and probably the least, least well-known of those five rights, because everybody knows the freedom of press and freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom to assemble, but the freedom to petition, uh, right. Right, <laughs> the, the fifth right in the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights, the, re- the, the right to petition is a constitutional right, and I will ensure that People have the ability to exercise the right to petition. And that's why I take the time to sit down and meet with everybody. You know, as we're getting ready to start school, and I know nobody prepped you for this, but this just kind of came to my mind when Dr. Good was on earlier. Um, Are we going to Mm -hmm. see mandates, do you think, come out of the federal government saying that kids that aren't vaccinated have to wear masks or teachers not vaccinated will have to wear masks? Or are we going to allow the states to handle this? I, forgive me, the, the bells are actually telling me that Congress is going to start start in 15 minutes, just to make it really realistic. You don't want to be tardy. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, but the answer, you know, what, what the CDC has been doing has been giving guidelines and then allowing that to be implemented at the state and local level. I think you're going to continue to do that. What I will say, and just to kind of, just to kind of give you a, a you know, kind of a thought about as we restart our economy, uh, we are still in the process of restarting our economy. Uh, and so one thing that, you know, there are, you know, somewhere, you know, a quarter, a third of the school children in the United States didn't get back to school last year. Uh, fortunately, that's not true uh, for most of the kids in Collin County, but for some of them, they didn't go to school last year, uh, physically going back to school. And so having uh, in-person schooling, that's gonna restart in earnest uh, in the fall. Uh, and another thing that you're going to see is a lot of major employers have still not let uh, a majority, and sometimes in, in some cases, none of their workforce is back in the office. I think that's going to start in earnest in the fall. So, and then I think business travel is going to begin in earnest in the fall. So I think you're going to see a whole bunch of other steps um, for restarting the economy continue to take place, and that's going to continue to have a dis- dislative experience for us as Americans, right? So we're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing all kinds of restart uh, uh, hiccups uh, this summer. I think we're going to see even more in the fall as we begin, as we continue to restart our economy. Yeah, yeah. I know that, um, I know students here in Texas were excited to get to go back as an option. 
Um, I know that we face a lot of challenges coming back with our students who may experience anxiety or mental health issues. And so um, I just know we're, I think everybody's ready to get back in the classroom and not have to worry about a lot of politics, I think, in the classroom. And so um, thank you for, for that update, Congressman Taylor, on that as well. Um, Definitely. And so anything, um, I, we know there's a couple of deadlines coming up um, in particular for your Congressional Youth Advisory Council. W when is the deadline on turning it, that in and when does that class start? I think that that's, I think the deadline is August 4th. Okay. Um, I knew it was and, coming up pretty and soon. It begins, it begins in September. Uh, last year we had six classes uh, and I think there were uh, four were Saturdays and two were evening classes. And so it's a great chance for students to learn about uh, government, right? So we'll, uh, one, one of the classes is, is, is time with me to learn about the federal government and the congressional process. Uh, and then we have classes you know, with mayors. We, we actually brought in uh, people to talk about the, uh, the pandemic response. We brought in county health department, state, uh, state health and human services department to talk about the pandemic response, uh, talk with school board members, talk with city council members. Uh, we had a, a class around the judiciary, right? So we brought in a federal district court judge, a state district court judge to talk about the differences of the judiciary, talk, talk to uh, a prosecutor. Uh, and then we had a really great class where we brought in actually a bunch of the legislators from Collin County to talk about how the state legislature works. And then I was able to kind of say, well, the state legislature does this and Congress does that. And so it, it, and a lot of, I got a lot of really positive responses from kids on that one. So, and actually I've been corrected. It's not August 4th, it's August 5th is, August the, 5th, uh, is okay. the deadline. And people can go yep. to your website and they can, um, first yep. of all, they, that, and they can also go to your website, sign up for email alerts, information, because I know I get tons of great information that I disseminate to friends and family yep. um, from what you send out. So anything never, anybody wants to be part of. Come in handy. I will tell you during a, during her, during a winter storm, Yuri, uh, we sent out an email alert saying, hey, uh, power may not be on for a couple days. Uh, you know, we recommend that you, you know, turn off the, if you have no power, turn off the water to your house, drain your pipes the best you can. Uh, and I actually had, <laughs> I actually had two constituents say, you know what, if it wasn't for your email, I wouldn't have done any of that. And I would have had burst pipes everywhere. Yep. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, somebody got the email and it's, somebody read it. And somebody. it saved somebody a lot of money, time and effort uh, to not have busted pipes. Uh, so, so you never know when that information is going to come in handy, but we'll definitely do everything we can to get you as much information. And you never know what it's going to be on, right? So, I mean, you know, if, if you know, if signing up for that email, I don't think they would have ever thought he's going to give me great advice when there's a winter storm striking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, uh, boy, but, boy. Uh, but anyway, I was glad. That's, a, that's yeah. a whole other topic for a whole other day. A whole other topic for a whole other day. But just, but just what I'm saying on the email alerts is that if you sign up for those, we will get you information. And some of these stuff like kayak, and if you don't have kids, that probably that may not apply to you. But you know, it might be about her winter storm Uri, and if you have pipes in your house with and you have power, that definitely applies to you. Absolutely. Hey, Congressman Taylor, next Wednesday. Will you be joining us again? Uh, I am. Yes, I'm going to try to join you next Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so yeah. if you go to the fair, State Fair of Texas, we <laughs> want to know your favorite fair food. Mm. 
So I'm going to let you think on it. You don't have to make a quick decision because there's a lot of fair yeah, food out this there. Is a, this is a big important This is question. a big decision. This is huge. Whether we reunite yeah, North this, Koreans or not is not yeah, as important as your like favorite fair food. This is like national budget. This is serious stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You always, guys always ask the hard questions. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So, I mean, this is the state of Texas. This is big tax. Yeah, and we've so, got like br- a brisket brittle this year. There's all kinds of crazy foods out there this year. So, so but know yeah. Favorites. So, next Wednesday. Day, your favorite state of Texas fair food because the state of Texas fair is back. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. So, but we're going to let you get out of here. We know you've got the people's work to do, and we can't thank you enough for uh, coming on, JP, Kathy, and the crew, and uh, making yourself available to all the sure. crew members. Thank you, Congressman Taylor. Have a blessed all. week. Right, thank you so much. All right, take Bye-bye. care. Have a blessed week. And then Libby has, from his staff, has posted in here um, information about how to get signed up for kayak if you're interested. Um, you know, just these folks are, they've got so much great information on the website. The website's extremely user-friendly. Highly recommend that you sign up for alerts and emails and things of that nature. Um, just good stuff. And, and we appreciate the good work that the congressman is doing. Not an easy gig in D.C. Not an easy gig. Unless you're a Texas Democrat from the state house. And well, then and then you, you can go. spread COVID and there to you our go. vice president and her staff. And there you go. Good times. I got to send him a thank you card. And you're welcome. Moron. <laughs> okay, so FPBJ and FMA. Versus FMA. What the heck? All right, here we go. We're <laughs> launching our State Fair of Texas Food Challenge. What is your favorite food at the State Fair? So fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches versus a fried margarita i never i the fried margarita i i never tried any of their fried drinks fried drinks just seems too weird i guess the closest i've come to something that's not a complete solid would be butter that's way I've good done by fried the way. butter that's way good but I, oh way good but fried margarita but have you done a fried margarita no i haven't done a fried you margarita like, you, you'll, you'll drink a margarita from time to time i will it's a really good one um, i will in fact i might go from the show and have one. Oh, no he's not oh, yeah he, he's, no. he's going to work, either work or work on farm equipment yeah, i'm going to work and neither, and neither one of those allow you to drink so um i know this year they've got um the fried um Fried ranch water, which ranch water is a drink, is an alcohol. Oh, okay. Drink. I was about to say, yeah. why it's, would you fry like, ranch water? Well, it's a it's a it's a um, a drink that has like the um, really super fizzy, like topo topo chico or something. Oh, that, topo chico. You know Google. what I'm talking about? The, that, that was the really a, garbage, super carb. Isn't that Adam Sandler's water? thing? I thought that was Adam oh, Sandler's thing. It, it's, topo a, it's, it's a drink, and then and then they put um, something like they put that. tequila in it and some kind of spice in it or something. Um, so I guess they're going to have a fried version of that this year. I've never done, like I said, I, the, the fried drinks don't appeal to me. Fried peanut butter and jelly, on the other hand, one of my favorite things that my dad made for us when we were little growing up that I made for my kids. I love fried peanut butter and jelly because it just melts all the peanut butter and jelly all together. It kind of seals it in, making my mouth water. Right. There you go. Uh, so, are you, so you're not a fried margarita person, and you've never even tried it. No, and Coach says green face yuck. Oh, so I think the, I think he's tried it. Oh, oh, okay. So then he then he's been there. Another. What was the one a couple of years ago? And we actually saw you out at the fair that year. Um, what was the drink? Was it? It was like Kool Aid with a pickle. Yes, or something like something that. Like or that. like a yeah. 
a Kool-Aid pickle sangria or something. Because I remember that being good. Yeah. I liked the pickle. Yeah, you did. I Except was like, it not was about really it. pink because it had been in the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I wasn't about it. Yeah, I, I you liked, were about I, it. I liked that. But I the fried that. peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm all love, about. Love, love. And fried I think peanut Michelle and jelly. said bacon with margaritas. Yeah, bacon margarita. Oh, interesting. But Coach Quigley said fried margaritas were nasty. Okay, yeah, I just see the fried PB and J. I love it. Oh, it's they do a great job. It's great. They do a great but, job. Um, and I haven't, I haven't had it at the fair. Oh, you have to have it. I've had. It's tremendous. Oh no, it's fried peanut butter and jelly, and they're like in little bites. No, no, no. This is no, a sandwich. This is a full. full yeah, and they put sandwich. a little powdered sugar on it. And well, then what was it that? What was it that I tried that was in small bites and you would dip it into like powdered sugar or something? What fried thing was that? There's a, a lot of, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, get in line. But yeah, so today line. though is PBJ versus the fried margarita. Well, I'm always going to go with the I'm PBJ. going with the fried PBJ I'm as go well. I'm um, not a fried drink person. You know, you know what's funny? I go to the fair and I'll buy $100 worth of food tickets, right? Or the, the, the tickets. <laughs> the, the, the tickets, tickets right? <laughs> Yeah. And I always end up giving about 20 bucks to somebody walking in the fair. Oh, yeah, when you're leaving. Yeah. We end up, we always overbuy. And so we're walking out and we're like, do y'all want, want some coupons? You know, yeah. because we always end up having too many. Or you have an odd number and you would have to purchase more to do another ride or to do right. another, you know, eat something else. And so we're like, you know what, if it's an odd number and it's not going to get us anything, give it to somebody on the way out. Pay it forward. So Michelle thing. says definitely the PBJ. Okay, yeah. There you go. Coach says definitely not the fried margarita. And he said, um, oh, he did say um, fried Twinkies were good the last time we were there. You know what's funny? I've never tried the fried Twinkie. And that's been like the biggest. Fried Twinkies were like a really big deal a while back. See, I'm only I've getting like every one them. of his other comments. I'm not getting all of his comments. Oh, I'm, and I've because so I don't I've have never, my computer today. I'm using the phone. I've never tried the the, the fried, fried Twinkie. Twinkie. I haven't either, but it's got to be wonderful. See, I'm such now. A I did the fried Oreos. Oh, okay, see, now I'm not yeah, a fan of Oreos. Way good, so too bad. Okay, so so there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm such a creature of habit. Literally, first thing we get when we go to the fair, even when we would take the kids when they were little, and it was like you know a Sunday morning. Fletcher's corny dogs for breakfast, everybody. Yes. That's, like I said, that's the only time time of the year you can still be considered a good mom if you give your feed your child fried corny dogs for Elizabeth breakfast. says, Can you explain the fried margarita? Coach? Yeah, somebody I'm gonna help let us you explain out. That. So is it like they deep fry it. They fry so it. So they take but how do you, they put it in something and they fry it. They put it in like a container, fry no, it. No, 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 no. Like inside of a dough or something like that, and they fry it like they do the butter. Okay. It's got a housing. Yes, it's gonna have something. Yeah, but no thanks. Yeah, I I, I gotta hear I gotta hear that. So and coach can I tell think, us though. I think that fried ranch water is gonna be the same kind of concept then this year. Um, we've got uh, JP and I have the latest list of all of the different fair foods. I I uh, mentioned some of them. I think it was last Friday on the show. And we'll be going through. Yeah, we'll be going through the list because um, brisket brittle yeah, is one of the things know. on there, and I'm like, and I and I love I love peanut. Peanut brittle, like cashew brittle. I like peanut butter, peanut brittle that even has jalapeno flavoring in it. I don't know how you go with the meat. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm, Michelle I, says the line kills her for the corn dogs. That's why I go early in the morning. Oh. My corn dogs are breakfast corn That's dog. why it's got to be for breakfast because the line Fried is margarita is puke. Fried so you can puke. <laughs> that's funny. So obviously Coach did not like the fried margarita. He did not. 
Talking about being brittle, I'm getting brittle about the NFL. I am done, 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 done. They ran a commercial the other day. Well, here's what's hilarious. They ran a commercial. Anything that is woke, they have running on this list that they support. And so I'm looking forward to the first transgender quarterback. So is there, in the NFL. So there's a there's a list. They have a list. They do Jack, this running list. Explain the commercial because I haven't seen this commercial. So it's the NFL. We're all inclusive. We love everybody. Here's who we support, right? And it's in we red. We support our team. It's in so. red. And it just starts listing lesbians, homosexuals, transgenders. And we're not saying we're against No, no, not at all. I mean, not, not at all. That's not the case This is what the NFL is saying. But, but again, I don't need the NFL to tell me what I accept and what I don't. I mean, there's and, a list of, I don't know, like 40 or 50 you know, I don't know if, Shambriel, can you find that commercial where it's this all-inclusive, we-love-everybody commercial? Anyways, that's when I was like, I'm done. It's not that you accept all of these people in all their ways. It's the fact that you're making it a part of your campaign. It's like, I don't, I get politics from news Sunday morning. Oh, it's, it's I get everywhere. I get my politics from other places. When I, I watch yeah. the NFL, I want to watch football. That's what I'm going to the NFL for. Again, it's escapism, and you love, and you're right. you're a hard, you've been a hard hardcore. Hardcore, oh I Lord. mean, you get all the the fantasy football magazines, and you've got all you know. JP's got his stats going, and all this stuff. You're watching, you're listening, you know, all this kind of stuff um, to multiple games. It, you do that for an escapism. If you want politics, if you want political correctness, all you do is all you have to do is sign on to social media, right? Um, you know, which, boy, I, I've gotten to where the algorithm knows for me on, um, I've even got friends who are like, how did you not get, how did you not get my post? Because the only posts I end up liking or commenting on have to do with God and puppies. Did you find, did you find it, <laughs> Shambriel? Oh. All right. So here, football is, here you go. Football is gay. Football is lesbian. Is it, play, is it playing on our screen? Yeah, let's get it on again. Yeah, you got to see this. I mean, I just, again, I'm just not a fan. I don't understand. Oh, that's not the one. But go ahead and put that up. If you can, go ahead and put that, run that again for them. That's not the one. That's not the one you're well, talking about. Well, but it's a precursor to what is bigger. Okay. I don't understand why football is any of this. Well, just why football, isn't football just football? football? football. That, my thing is, why isn't football just football? Baseball is baseball. Basketball is basketball. Hockey is hockey. Soccer is soccer. And you just... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, Again, I don't get it. Everybody, everybody's trying to outstatement the other sports franchise or, or sports arena. Like, you know, basketball's trying to be more woke than football, and football's trying to be more woke than hockey or whatever. Right. Why can't we just say football or football is everything? Okay, because I trust me, I know people who literally that they live and breathe for football for NFL season. Um I, I don't, I just, I don't like politics shoved down my throat by a sports, no. you know, by a sports no. entity. Well, and then I want to know how it is the NFL has declared that there is a second anthem. Oh, yeah. 
So when was this? Was this a preseason game or something? Well, I don't know. And no, they're saying that that they're going to play it. They're going to play the black anthem and the national anthem at every game. But if we're one country, why don't we have? Because then, okay, do we have a female anthem, a male anthem, a transgender anthem, a dog anthem, a cat anthem? Again. If we're America and we're and everybody wants everybody says we just all want to be one and we want everybody to love everybody, but we're doing the opposite of that. We're saying no, this group gets more love today, and this group gets more love today, and this group gets more love today. Again, we're one nation under God, period. End of sentence. Leave it at that. Well, and again, where does the NFL get off declaring that there is a second anthem? But there is there is one national anthem. That's it. That's it. Period. And but I not mean, anymore. Not in the through, NFL. This would have to go through. This would have to be an act of Congress, literally. Well, to, you would think. in order to in order to declare that there is a, a another national anthem. Which again, that's just crazy. So what are we going to have a second flag? And what's next? <laughs> Maybe divide the country up. Well, I'm telling and at that you, point, Texas, we're what's the scene? Time to opt out. Yeah, time time to use the opt out plan. Time we, to opt we out. Break into five of our own states. I mean, just at some point, at some point, when does it stop? And when does somebody just stand up and say, "We are one. We are America." I tell you what, you know who gets that right now? Cubans. Because what's the yeah. what's the main thing that they're waving when they're shouting and begging liberty. for liberty and freedom? They're holding an American flag, yeah. which, so why, why can't Americans love our flag that much? Right. Well, and here's, International what's, anthem. here's what's interesting, and I'm going to come bring this full circle. I think it's definitely hurt our athletic prowess on the international stage. USA basketball is losing right and left. USA women's soccer lost to Sweden. We did? We did. I believe that's what we did. I think that's oh, wow. what Coach said. On here, it said list, but I'm assuming that meant lost. Okay. Um, so, well, but there are Olympic team though, right, Coach? Isn't that USA basketball? I know the That's Olympics have. I know the yeah. Olympics haven't started yet. I know that. But if I'm not mistaken, we have lost. USA oh, prep, basketball has lost games. to Nigeria. Yeah, the prep. And games. we lost to. I can't remember. We lost to somebody else. Um, I don't know that preparing for the Olympics by losing is a good idea. I know you can learn a lot from losing, but I don't remember USA basketball with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird no, no, losing a no single losing. game. Well, again, in America, we associate America with winning, with being number one. And we've always been, you know, we're number one kind of a thing. Now it's almost, again, it's it's the thing where people are afraid to be patriotic. It's like we are afraid to have pride for our country. And the, and the day that starts happening, which has already happened, is a very sad day because we should, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, God, God and country, uh, you know, what, what's wrong with God, country and family? What is wrong with that? Well, and that's Somebody where the breakdown happens. So with that yeah. being said, we're breaking this show down <laughs> and moving <laughs> us into Friday. Um, so we'll, t- and we'll talk some more sports on Friday cause we've, we've got, you know, NBA and, and, and at some point, you know what, and this is, is really sad because when we were doing, um, radio five days a week, you always had a big old sports section. Right. You love sports. I love sports. Right. You're into all the stats. You can tell who's who's on first, who's on this, that, and the other. And it's gotten to where it's really kind of tough for us to talk about it. And well, I was and talking if you're to the Joni. Fan, that's a sad day. I was talking to Joni Pickle. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing Joni. a college fantasy football league. Oh. Oh, that would be fun. It would be fun. 
Although I'm not okay. real happy with some of the college I was going to say right some now, of the but, college stuff that's going on. But that's, yeah. I'm okay. thinking about doing something along those lines. Okay. And you know, Joni will be in there. She's with us on all of our all of our um, fantasy leagues. Right. And so we want to make sure we remember uh, Missy in our prayers, right? Yes. Missy. Yeah. And then Steve. And then Steve Meeks is going to have, have surgery, surgery as well. well. So he in yeah. our prayers. Yep. Definitely. And then happy birthday, yeah. Mia. All right. Yay. We'll see you on Friday. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed one.